0: that men have to understand is that it's being a provider doesn't necessarily have to do with, well, I can buy this for you.
1: Look, I want a monogamous relationship, but if you want an open relationship, we are not having sex, but you and the other girl can have sex. I think there's a problem with when women say that they don't need a man, it's it's almost emasculating and it's just done out of spite, out of resentment. And they're allowed to be angry. I used to think like that too. might show up with flowers every time you want to have sex because that's the way that it used to work and then one day she doesn't give you sex because you brought flowers you're like man like i brought i brought the flowers i did the thing
2: so do you first of all do you guys agree with me like the way men see love and the way women see love is not the same no
0: 100 (laughs) do you agree with that exactly but
2: the question is why if you guys agree with that, why do you guys sometimes blame us when we do certain things and we still claim that we love you guys? Uh, welcome to Bait Ourself Podcast with your boy boyfriend Christ. And today I have two guests with me today. We're going to talk about some very good, good subject, actually, topic. And I have Amanda Chin and we have Kelly uh, Lupton as well. So we're going to...
0: Hi, I'm Kelly Lupton. Uh, I'm a life coach. I own and operate the lifestyle engineer. And I I just help people do things that are hard, <laughs> which dating can be hard.
1: Hi, I am Amanda. I am the host of the Miss Amanda Chen Show podcast. Yeah, And I am doing a project right now. It's called the 100 Masked Men series where I interview 100 men anonymously just about sticky feelings vulnerability and just okay. how they perceive themselves in relationships and their role as men in today's society
2: great so let's get into it so do you first of all do you guys agree with me like the way men see love and the way women see love is not the same
0: no 100 it... do you agree with that exactly But
2: the question is why if you guys agree with that, why do you guys sometimes blame us when we do certain things and we still claim that we love you guys? That's the question as well. Because we know, like, it's not the same. Your standard is not the same as our standard. But sometimes when we do certain things and you guys take it as somebody who loves you does cannot do that. But in a man's mind, we don't think alike. That's what I was going to talk about as well.
0: No. Um, I'll, I'll go first on that one. Yeah, is, a lot of times women assume that men are just, well, hairy women. And that is totally not true. Our brains are wired completely differently. So the way that we think and express, think about and express love is totally different.
2: Okay. The way, do you agree with that, Amanda?
1: Yeah, I think there's also just the understanding of your dialogue. You know, when men talk to other men, they speak one language. And when women talk to women, they speak another language. So when they speak to each other, they're not going to make sense. You're speaking apples and oranges or totally different languages. So I don't think anyone's taking any blame, but you're just going to receive it that way because you just didn't hear it properly. So I think it's ultimately the end of a communication issue than it is about what we actually believe in. I think we're actually a lot closer to understanding what love is. We're just not communicating very well.
2: Yeah, I think we all know what love is, why it fails, but we don't really know how the way we express is not the same, actually. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like women think more before acting and men, we, we don't really think we just act. And then after that, we say, oh, I think this was wrong, but I still love the person or whatever. I think it's more like the way we communicate.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a thing about men and the physicality of men, like yeah. needing to perform and needing to do an action. Because men are decision makers, right? That's like what makes you feel masculine. So you just act and do something. Whereas if you act too quickly, women might be like, well, how did you just make that rash decision? You know, were you really thinking about it? Is this really meaningful? And they just want to spend more time with you. I think that's the hard part in in understanding because it's like, well, I made the decision. Isn't that good enough? You know, Mm -hmm. but we want to be included in the process of you making that decision.
2: All right. I think we want to be like, men. we be trying to co- take more control of any situation, like to lead, without actually asking you guys' opinion about something. But when it comes to character, that you think it's more like when it comes to character or just like the way we are in general?
0: Um, I think it has to do, well, I mean, Amanda's right. Men are more decision makers, the more action takers, they are more likely to take a high risk action. Um, Some of it is socialization, some of it's the way that we're hardwired. But women, we are taught to talk about it, think about it, make sure that you understand what your decision means. We are taught to think of the minutiae details, and then we take that into our relationships, and men don't necessarily look at it that way. Um, A lot of times they're looking at it that, okay, being with this person feels good. Being with this person is what I want out of a relationship. Being with this person is something that makes me feel secure. So I'm going to just jump in and do it. And women are like, well, maybe. And well, when you do this, what does it mean? And if you do this, what does it mean? And we're always looking for that subtext to it compared to men who are just like, yep, this is what I see. So this is what I get.
2: Oh, but why is it? If we all know all of this, why is it so hard for us to communicate with you guys, like to understand each other? What created a barrier?
1: Well, I think Kelly kind of brought out the the complication of you wanting to lead, to be the decision maker, to to make that first step in that decision. And if mm-hmm. you're not including us into that decision, then, you know, one person feels isolated from the from the ultimate decision on what what's happening. And that's why women kind of feel like, men are speaking for them. But at the same time, men want to speak for you because they want to be the caretaker. They want to be the provider. So there's a lot of society-based implications that create those aspects of worthiness where you're just like, well, like what's my place in this relationship if the man is always deciding. And then sometimes maybe the man doesn't want to decide today, you know, and then it's just like, oh, I always have to decide today. So no one is just, no one is talking on a deeper level about the frustrations that they're having because I think Mm. we're really afraid to bring up negative things about a relationship when that's just normal like some days you just don't feel like making all the decisions today and you should feel comfortable to be able to say that but then are you much of a man at this point so then you don't say it and then you don't want the rejection so this just continues and a lot of it's the stuff that we just don't want to say because we don't want to hurt the other person or appear that we're weak
2: yeah I think there's one thing you 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 say like uh, are you um I mean, you say something similar, like, are you man enough or, you know, a man as a person? I think that's really important because sometimes what women actually expect from men, as a man, that's what you should do. That's how you should react. Same time, like, we just want to take control. We do everything. Or some, sometimes we don't do as much as women expect us to do. And it, you come across as, as you say, sometimes you don't want to make a decision, but they feel like you have to make a decision and you have to do this. I have a conversation last time with somebody, they were talking about spaces because men as you say men and women we all have like a feminine and masculine you know like energy like you know side of us and sometimes we feel like when we are on, on our space as a man sometimes women take too much of that space and we feel like we cannot get involved too much and vice versa as well i think with women it happens as well sometimes do you believe in that do you guys believe in
0: that i, I think i'm with I say. Yeah. it it's okay so i mean if relationships have to have a certain balance. And that doesn't mean that it's like perfectly balanced every day. It it means that you have a person who, that you have to have the balance so that you both feel heard within the relationship, that your needs for the relationship are being met. Mm. And if they're not, it's not going to work. So a lot of times with communication, I think women, we just look at it that, okay, I'm just communicating that this is Things. I mean, I'll just bring up I, my fiance and I were having a discussion the other day about options of what to do that day with um, children that we both have from previous relationships. And I'm just like, okay, well, we have option A, option B, option C, option D. Is there something you feel like you want to do? And then he's like, well, I don't know. And, you know, just kind of being wishy washy. And it's like, okay, you know, if you're not going to make that decision, I'll make it. But then, you know, there's other times where, you know, if you're not giving that person those options, you're not giving the person the feedback, you're not giving the person the communication, then they're like, okay, I'm just gonna make a decision.
2: Yeah, Um, I understand about a decision, but that means I believe we, we all have a, I think as a man, as a woman, we all have a role actually in a relationship based on our gender. You have to say it that way, because there's always have some type of expectation based on your gender, believe it or not. It's like, is a man, he should do this and this. Maybe we should find the standard of what men should do in a relationship and what a woman should do. So at least you're actually taking your box. I, I disagree
1: if- on that. I don't think that we should have rules based on genders. I think that that's been created for us. But okay, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to love and be yeah. loved, right? So how you love and be loved shouldn't be an indicator of which gender you're at. So if you're like, oh, I'm the strong, silent figure, like I need to stay strong and silent. That's Mm. not true, right? Like Mm. your version of loving someone is going to be completely different from anyone else's version of loving someone. So I think we get into a problem when we try to think that we have to act in a certain way. Like we have to do the cooking or we have to do the cleaning or we have to read the person's mind or like whatever it is that you characteristically are defined in that's Mm. based on your environment it's based on your friends your family that tell you what your role is supposed to be and then you're stuck in that space if you don't fit in and I think that's when those feelings of like unworthiness come in when you're like oh I don't deserve to be in this relationship or you know I can never be enough it's because you're following somebody else's script versus your own
2: no there is two things actually there is a the I mean the way you actually act when you live with somebody as I say if there is a role that you have to respect or something that you have to take that's just more like in terms of acting and the way of living that's not really have to do with any feelings and there is and the other side is like how we feel how we express our love when we love somebody think we should do think we shouldn't do or think we are you know how far we actually can go because I believe that sometimes men we are not too expressive about our, our, our feelings and sometimes we do things that women will say, oh, if somebody loves you, are never going to do this kind of thing. But in our mind, we don't see things the same way. So that means there is two things. There is that, the emotional part. There's also the, um, just the acting part. Like you say, when you live in the house, they say, okay, the man have to do this, the woman have to cook or whatever. Based on the culture, that's more like, you know, the society, the way things was built in. I think there is like one of those. And then same people, they don't respect i mean they do like yourself you don't you don't follow what society is saying you feel like if you're a man you can cook or you can do whatever you want to do a woman can do whatever they want to do that's fine but to the other side when it comes to the emotion now there is always always a problem as well because we still have that issue where women should act like should put the standard the standard when it comes to love in this place and a man put it to the other place as well i don't know if if you understand what i'm trying to say
1: so what's like an example of Mm. that not working out? Like, um, is it just like expressing your feelings? Like what's something that a woman normally complains to you about?
2: Um, I would say there's so many examples, like same people, they don't like you to talk to other people. Um, I would say like, okay, if you are like, have another relationship with other people, same people that are like, oh, you cannot have a relationship with like females, or you cannot like get close to somebody, just have some type of friendship or accent away because of this and because when you when you with somebody you're not allowed to do this or if you see somebody not like see somebody else but if you're like look at somebody else that like, oh the person kind of look attractive or whatever but it doesn't mean you want to be with that person it's because you just feel like right the woman is going to say if you like if you love me you, you couldn't even think that way or you couldn't even have those kind of thoughts mm-hmm. and as a man we like that like certain men are going to tell you like Oh, she's right. But as a man, when when a man says she's right, we know like you're lying. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. But for a woman, they actually take those kind of things seriously. They're like, oh, you know what? I don't know maybe about you, but like Sam, They were like, no, this one you cannot do that. You cannot even try to look because you know, if you really love me, you couldn't even that could ever cross your mind. And sometimes that's that happened as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's um that's more of an insecurity thing than it is about a gender thing. So Uh, you you think, yeah, I think that if I was in a restaurant and there was a really hot waitress and Mm. you were like, oh, that waitress is really hot. If I'm in a secure relationship with you, I would agree with you. Right. And it doesn't mean that either of us want to hook up with this person. It's just like, we're now recognizing that this person is an attractive human. It's when you're secretly looking at that person, when I'm not looking, when I'm in the bathroom and because you don't want to admit to me that you think that person is attractive. But if you said it to me straight out, we would have no problem. Yeah, but the so thing sometimes the we
2: don't know how you're going to react to things. That's well, the that's thing. the thing.
1: You're making an assumption that I'm going to react badly. And now I'm going to, because that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas if you didn't and you just, you were like, I don't know, maybe a man is going to like it, not like it. I'm just going to throw it out there and see what happens. Then at least you, you feel good that you've done it out in the, like you've been transparent about it. Hmm. Versus if you did it secretly, no matter what, I'm going to get mad at just the secrecy of it.
2: Yeah, right. I think that's the problem that we have most of the time. They always say like, "Oh, why don't you tell me?" I was like, "We we always kind of struggle to." I mean, you talk to man a lot. I think we always struggle to. Sometimes we feel like if we don't say, maybe 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 we if we don't say is like we, we kind of safe for everybody. So we're not gonna have that kind of conversation. But if you say something, starts and then people always say when you break something, you kind of fix it anymore. So it's always like something around. So I don't know <clears throat> what you guys say. You agree with that? Uh, Kelly, you want to add something re- related to that?
0: So, I mean, because like you were talking about, you know, oh, Amanda was talking about the hot waitress. Okay, so having been married before and having been in a horrible relationship where the communication really wasn't there, Yeah. that when you're doing it in secret, it makes it look like you have something to hide. It makes mm. it look like, hey, you have thoughts that you have something to hide. This isn't, I found this person attractive. So what? I mean, I see men all the time and it's like, okay, they look good, but that doesn't mean I want to go jump in bed with them. It doesn't mean I want to do anything other than, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? It's a good looking guy. So what, you know, just like, it's a good looking woman. So what you're not chasing after you're not doing anything. It's just recognizing the fact. So when you do it in secret, that is what eats away at the security of if you're doing it out in the open, Mm -hmm. that is. A totally different topic and then of course there's a matter of what behavior is acceptable and unacceptable to you I mean like I would not want to be with a person who was doing something like frequenting strip clubs every night of the week that would not be cool you know but on the other hand I mean there's men and women who find that acceptable I even know people couples who do it together it's all a matter of what do you want and what is acceptable for you and can you communicate that and be open about it
1: Mm.
2: so i yeah. think the yeah the end part is more like you have to be open about whatever you do so if it's not wrong you can't you don't have to hide it the thing about us men sometimes we, we kind of struggle to you know we know it's not like it's right but sometimes we're like oh you know i don't know how she's gonna feel about this or that's what happened a lot and when you guys react we always think like, oh you know the reaction is just going out over the top i'm just not gonna gain vote, i'm not gonna start anything I think, like Amanda said, maybe there's a lot of problem with security as well. When, when people, when women are actually insecure, they actually, the, I think where they put the standard is very, they're trying to put it as low as possible when it comes to that. Maybe they're trying to use it just to secure themselves because people mm-hmm. have like different personality as well.
1: Yeah. And I think what makes this problematic also on a societal level is like when a guy starts talking to a girl, like the hot waitress, and there's nothing between them, right? Mm. But yeah. then now he starts complaining about his girlfriend to this hot waitress saying oh, yeah. that, oh, you know, she's not understanding, blah, blah, blah. And then now the your girlfriend is going to totally think that there's something going on. Yeah. Technically, on your point of view, you're just like, oh, all these girls are crazy because now you have two girls that are looking at you. It's to validate mm-hmm. your own feelings of security at the expense of the insecurity of two other women. That's when it's not cool anymore. And yeah. that's what, you know, society is kind of pushing on this. And, you know, it's part of the patriarchy to, have women, have men always on top at the expense of women being at the bottom. So, you know, I think a lot of women are doing a lot of work to make sure that they're not feeling these random insecurities based on just the sketchy behaviors of other people in their relationships. So it's hard because we have, we all have past, um, traumas that we have to deal with, but just more transparency about that will help us understand better. And also, like you said, you know, how do you, if you already know this, how can we're not changing it? Honestly, men need to start changing it and be more clear about their intentions, you know? But well, I think it's kind of attractive to be like, oh yeah, like I can get the hot waitress and my girlfriend at the same time. They both want me now. I feel more attractive now. Yeah, like, I feel people you know do have
2: that ego oh. in us as well. Like we, we don't really admit that. We're, we always, I don't know about women, how you guys feel when, you know, when you when you see all the guy, if like, you know, they look good or whatever. I don't know how you guys react or when you're with your friend, but us, we, I think as men, we always want to look, attract other people it's not like we want to get involved but we just like feeling like you know we can still able to like you know seduce other people to feel some type of way even although most of us don't even say that but as a man we actually know like that is true and same men they are not even gonna be like honest to avoid like you know to actually admit that but this is kind of part of uh, i don't know if it's our nature but like the society the way society you know in the cage that they actually put us i think that's 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 true i think well- we should just like be honest yeah go on
0: I think part of it is okay, let's go back to where you're talking about where people are setting their standards. Yeah. It is fine. Have standards, you should. You should have some sort of standard that you want out of mm. a relationship with anybody. That's a friendship, romantic relationship, doesn't matter. Okay. But then you also need to be able to be very clear on setting the communication about those standards mm. of the, that if I'm in a relationship with you, this is what I expect out of it. That you know, which doesn't mean that you can predict every outcome. But you know what? I I expect you know somebody to be honest. I expect somebody to be um, clear on their intentions as well. I expect somebody to be if you're going to be in a romantic relationship with me. I expect you to be loyal. I expect you to be you know faithful. I expect that you're going to make every attempt possible to have me understand what's going on with you, whether that is communicating through calendars or something. I mean, you have to have an expectation but then you also have to clearly communicate them because again people are not mind readers of what do I want out of this you know Mm -hmm. what I expect out of a casual friendship compared to my close friendships compared to my romantic relationships they're different standards
1: yeah and I think a lot of the fact that we don't actually know what we want in relationships and like Mm -hmm. you just said that um you wanted people to think that you're attractive, that you can still, you know, get this person, then you're putting all the power into the hands of random strangers on whether or not they approve of you and how you look. That's why you go to the gym so that you can look good. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think that is just how vulnerable men actually are because they're relying so much on the attention of women, yeah. you know, and at the same time, like women have just lived with having to do stuff for the attention of men for the, their forever. So it's not as big of a deal, to to kind of fight against that whereas with men they're just like well you know why am i working out from not working out from other men you know like that's weird so yeah, you know like, that, yeah, I think
2: like, that's like, the like the other day yeah it's true though it's true because uh, i would say something really sounds stupid right and the other day i think i was talking on my podcast and then somebody said oh you know i can imagine if there was no more woman in the world i was like wow if there is no more woman in the world I don't even feel the purpose to go to work i'm not even gonna go shopping i just don't mm-hmm. mind walking around the same clothes for a week. <laughs> so like it just show how much i think everything that we actually do as crazy as it may sound we actually do more like for women like to expect something from like any kind of return or whatever like everything like coming from you know, you, you go to school, everything, and you want to have, like, a diploma. You want to be successful. But the end result is, like, even if you don't marry somebody, there's always going to have, like, a woman around. Or just you're going to have a bunch of women around you or some t- some type of power. Like, you know, when you see men, when they have a lot of power. You're always going to see, like, women. Like, they're going to have all those speed of movement around. But when women are in a position of power, it's different. They don't really, like, surround themselves with, like, a bunch of men. You know, they don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really see that. Like, you know, when you think about it, you don't want to see like, you know, she's like the most powerful woman in the world. she have a lot of money. But when it's men, you're going to, you know, we see a lot of things on TV. They have island. You see a lot of women coming there. Like, they just like go crazy. Sometimes they don't even get want to get married because they don't want to just stick to one because they feel like they just want everything. I think you come yeah. to that as well. And then, I then you think never
1: have enough. Yeah.
2: Yes. We never have enough. I think it's some type of, I don't know if it's insecurity or as you say, we give our power to other people's hands.
1: hmm
2: any approval yeah that's that was kind of deep i didn't see things that way but you're kind of right so if we switch it to to women i think to the other side i don't think women react the same way
1: no because women didn't have to right like we've we've already lived with this situation and i think only now are men kind of like finally seeing it in our shoes you know when they see another woman that doesn't need them you know like i can't i can't pay for this woman i can't you know provide for her in, in the same way that I, I used to because you know women can now open their own bank accounts they can work for them themselves you know they mm-hmm. can they can wear whatever clothes they want right so now men are like well i used to have this currency I used to have money power status you know i used to have currency to buy the, these women now mm-hmm. i don't have my currency doesn't work anymore so i have to use what you know i think the the problem of that is When you use currency to buy women, women were objectified. They were something that you could technically buy. Now that you can't buy them, you have to stop objectifying them and look at Mm -hmm. them as another human. And that's the struggle because you're so used to being like, oh, this is all of the stuff I need to do to impress her. I have to have, you know, six pack abs. I need like this, that, whatever. Yeah. Now you don't need that. So it's actually a lot better, but you've just never done it before. So it's okay to be awkward about it because- it's just a new space.
2: So, But what, what do you really like give value to women when it comes to empowering? Like I'm asking for both of you guys, because I know like for men, as I say, when men have a lot of money, they want like big car, they want this, they want power, and then they want like a lot of women. If They, they just want to have like people around. So when it comes to women, how do you guys feel when you are in power or on your search of power? So w- what is your like main thing that make you feel like? powerful and then you know something that you want to use if you're in position of power any approval or something or you don't okay. have it so,
0: so i mean like in in my personal life and, and i've coached other women through this is that i'm the one who makes more money than my fiance yeah I, and, and it has been that way our whole relationship even when i was married i made more money than my ex-husband so you know, being the quote unquote breadwinner and the provider was never a thing for them. But the thing that men have to understand is that it's being a provider doesn't necessarily have to do with, well, I can buy this for you.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. You can provide in other ways, you know, be supportive, be their cheerleader, be the person who is going to be their biggest fan and by their side, be that person who they can trust and go to um, honestly that means more to me than anything you can material get materialistically buy me yeah I mean, realistic things were not really a thing it's what can you give me that somebody else can't and those invisible things and providing those is much more important
2: but as i think many women as i want to come to a position of power it's more like i don't need you you guys always transform into that kind of person. Like I don't need, like a lot of people say, I don't need a man. I don't need this. And it's just more like, I don't need all of this. I, I have myself. I, I can't look after myself. I can't build everything I want for myself, but also we react different. I have power. I can't have everything, but you is going to be more like I have everything. We are more like, okay, I can't have everything, but I still need you around. But I have to choose whatever I want, but you guys are more like in the position of I don't need you. Like, yeah.
1: I don't and that's think what anyone sometimes... ever needs anyone, right? Like whether you're a man or a woman, like as yeah. a man, like you, d- you technically don't need a woman, but you think you need a woman yeah. for whatever reason for your emotional security. But I no think, one needs I think it's anyone. something
2: that we don't we don't really say. We don't say as loud as you guys say as loud. I think we, ah, we don't okay. really say. I don't see if you see a lot of men that say like, oh, I don't I don't need like a woman in my life. A lot of, when we say it, I mean there is always come back like a lot of frustration behind, you know, like there's if you if you go deeper, there's always like some some type of pain around. But for women, I don't think it's always the case.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think there's an, a problem with when women say that they don't need a man. It's um, it's almost emasculating. And it's just yeah. done out of spite, out of resentment. And they're allowed to be angry. I used to think like that too. Mm. Um, but what I would want is to be able to give my love to another man. Because what I've noticed after interviewing like almost hundred guys, a lot yeah. of the times guys are saying, this is how I give my love and she doesn't see it. Right. So maybe yeah. you're like taking out the trash, you're doing these things and she doesn't see it. And then she's also trying to give you love too. And you can't see it either. Or, you know, you're giving so much and she's happily receiving it. And then she's like, how do I give it back to you? You know, like yeah, if you're yeah. not doing so well, like how do I help you? And I think there's a big struggle of accepting help, accepting love, and, and, and receiving it exactly the way that it is instead of a performance, you know, like, Oh, let me demonstrate how much I love you. Like yeah. whatever that is, but um, there's too much focus on that performance versus the receiving end because yeah. like that's when someone just truly loves you for no reason. And that mm-hmm. is kind of the best thing to do. You are loved in your giving of the love.
2: I think that's what I was coming from as a, well. what you just say is actually exactly what it is. I believe like, as you said, the guy actually giving, and you feel like the person don't feel like it's giving anything. And when you give, you feel like the person doesn't even recognize what you're giving. You, you ask yourself, do do like that the feelings, the way I'm showing my emotion it should actually have the same meaning for her because I'm giving something, but she's not responding in the same way. And you kind of feel drained and tired because you're not having the same energy back. And so that's why I always believe like there's some type of, yeah.
0: I was going to say, some of that comes back to, is that, okay, we tend to give love in a way that we understand love.
2: Yeah, that's right. So
0: understand how you perceive love and you can communicate that. So, I mean, like Amanda was talking about things like, you know, taking out the trash and doing that. So, you know, doing, doing or acts of service for somebody that, that is one way that people express love other ways, you know, include like touch and, you know, communication and time quality time, whatever. So, I mean, it's like if you communicate to somebody else, and it took a long time to understand, um, at least for me, to, to be able to sit down and say, oh, well, wait, when, you know, this person does this for me, that is their expression of love. It's like, oh, okay. Then it kind of clicks that, okay, they are giving. It's just a way that we're not necessarily thinking about it as being love because we're so wrapped up in what we think love should be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the focus is so much on like you giving your love that you can't, you can't have any, there's no space for you to see the other person giving love back. And then you can only see it in one way. Like the last guy I was talking to, he, he said, I love you. And then I didn't say anything back. And then he was like, how come you don't reciprocate? How come you don't say love you back? And I was like, because that's the expectation you want. If you say, I love you, I'm going to receive that. And that will fill my heart. And I'm happy for that. I don't want to ruin that situation by throwing in and I love you back just because you want that reciprocation. But if you do want it, if you want to communicate with me and say, Hey, like I need those words of validation, then I'll change, you know, but it's more to kind of like discuss this with your partner and see like, what is actually a version of love that matters to you? Like, how do you want this language? Do you want, do you have abandonment issues? Do you need good morning and good night to make sure that this person is here with you all the time? You know, like you need to, ask those questions. And I don't think we do that at all in our early forms of dating. You know, like we, do, we end up doing a lot of small talk and, you know, personality talk, but we don't get into those deeper habits of what actually we, we need on a love level versus like need on a partner level of performance.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I think that's the reason why sometimes what happens is you love somebody, you show the feelings and you feel like, as you say, You know, having kind of the the feeling, the feeling is not back. The person don't really understand what what you're actually trying to say. And a person, you wonder if the person actually love you as well. You ask yourself, like, did that person really love me? You feel like the person loyal to you, the person love you as well. But the fact she's not showing that the way you expect her to show it, it kind of make you feel sometimes a lot of men, they feel empty. They feel like they need something to cover that is like a little hole that you need somebody to fill. And that's why sometimes it's easy for men actually to to fail and to if you see somebody else and then and be like oh my god this is not what I want and, and you come back oh, okay you just like in your mind you just lost and it happened to many men and at the end women will be like oh how come you thinking that way I mean you don't love me or whatever be like no it's not that I love you but the thing is I don't understand this why you wanna do this way, you don't respond this way and that's why many men actually kind of sorry man messed up because. It's just the way we communicate is not the same. Sometimes it gets too frustrated and then we get things too personal as well.
1: But that's conditional love. You know, if you if your friend, you called your friend up and you're like, hey, I'm passing by your favorite restaurant. I'm going to pick up some food. Do you want some? Mm. If they say yes or no, does it matter? Mm. It doesn't matter because that's just doesn't a gesture matter. that you're going to sure. give. But if it's a romantic situation, you ask that and then she's like, no, I'm, I'm not hungry. You're like, oh, why? You're in a mood? You're just going to make something up, right? Because conditional love. And, and you're, you're basing it on that person's reaction to you. It's the same thing of why you, you know, before we were talking, why would you work out? You know, why would you wear clothes in a specific way for her reaction? Yeah. And you want to control the situation of how she's going to react to be a good reaction or a bad reaction or whatever it is. Versus if you don't expect the reaction, you don't care about the outcome anymore, that's truly loving. So you send the offer there. Hey, do you want, I'm going to pass by this location. Like whatever, I'll pick up a sandwich for you or not. And be cool with that.
2: So i mean you're saying like you shouldn't care about the reaction. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of is easy to say, but like
0: it's hard to do. It,
2: it's very <laughs> like it's very hard because that's that's what you want. Because that reaction is actually what makes you feel like, you know what I mean? Like it's not insecurity, but it's like you want that kind of reaction just to feel like you are. I mean, as a man, I don't know about women if you guys don't really care about this, but like us men, we kind of like we, we love having this, this kind of reaction sometimes just to feel like we we can exist. As you say, maybe because we, we put too much, like we give everything on women. Like, on your, we give too much power to you. That's the reason why maybe that's, that, that's, that's why we react that way. And you guys, maybe it's not that important, but I feel like it's very hard for, for men oh. actually to to not pay attention to the way you react. Oh, she said, oh, I'm fine. I don't think like most of us, we don't want to deal with that. We're going to start questioning oh. ourselves
0: we all want a reaction out of an action that we do.
2: Among I it mean, yeah doesn't.
0: <laughs> doesn't, but then it's like, okay, if you don't get the reaction that you want, it's trying not to take it personally. I mean, like I have children and they're adult children. Um, and so when they, and I'm, I'm a cooker and a baker, so that's just what it is. So yeah. when they come home, you know, for, cause their adults who are living out on their own. So when they come home, you know, I try to make their favorite meal, their favorite dessert, that kind of stuff. And then they're like, Oh, thanks mom. Like, it's just expected it and kind of just brush it off. And you know, that's what it seems like, but then, you know, and probably because of what I do is that I, you know, I've sat down and talked to him and going, okay, well, you know, why are you not like really appreciative of it? And it's like, not that I don't appreciate it. It's just, you know, um, I just walked in the door and I'm in a hurry or whatever. So, I mean, it's like that understanding of your reaction may be, is it a timing thing? Is it, you know, what, what else could it be other than while well, this person is just brushing off the effort I put in.
1: Yeah. But that's just like, a decision that you've made if you wanted a certain outcome no nothing's going to be good enough because the thank you might seem like non-enthusiastic enough or too over enthusiastic and you're like hmm this is shady i don't know because it's never going to be what your expectation is if you're like i'm just going to put this stuff on the on the counter and you can eat it or not eat it you are no longer tied to that expectation it's a lot more freeing and and then you, you just gave your love and it will come back in whichever way it comes back in because you didn't put in expectation anymore.
2: Yeah. There is one thing I always notice with women as well. Let's say today you went to your, your barber shop, you did your, you done your hair, everything you look beautiful, you change your color, everything. You come back home, you be like, Hi, how you do? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. You have a nice day. Yeah, have a nice day. And I don't really notice your hair, I don't say anything. I believe most women are gonna be like, Oh, you haven't noticed that uh, I changed my hair color are you going to ignore the fact that didn't react to that, right?
0: Or yeah, because they want the
1: that? expectation. They're they, they are expecting you to do something about that. It's the same thing <laughs> as if you're going to like go to the gym all, all week and then you'll be like, hey, you know, look at me, whatever, right? So that's that's a very human quality. I think we're all looking for that validation. So it's- But I think many
2: women, they actually like those kind of reactions when you actually do everything, you come back, you want a person to say, oh, you know, you look beautiful, I like the, the
1: new hair or whatever. I don't think that's very healthy, you know, not anymore. I think that that was. And I think, um, sometimes women are projecting that incorrectly because women are going to celebrate other women like doing whatever style they want and saying like, Oh, I'm just doing it for myself or my girls. It doesn't matter. Like you're still trying to look like something for the reaction of something else versus if you just wore it and you just like how you look today and are happy with zero reaction people people
2: always say like as long as you look you look beautiful but as long as you be- look beautiful for me that's enough that's for me that's what matter people always people used to use that line a lot like you look fine but as long as i'm happy with whatever you look it's fine i mean if you are making an effort to i don't know if it's being selfish if you're making an effort to look certain way you want the partner and the person that you live with to actually notice like how much you you are doing it's not really to please the person but just like you know
1: well yeah there is no purpose to pleasing them so then whether or not they like it or not it shouldn't bother you (laughs) it'd be nice if they do but that's not the requirement it's when it's a requirement so you think there shouldn't be
2: like any type of push to kind of please the person i'm not just saying one way one way you you can want to please
1: yeah you can please for whatever reason but you just can't expect that they're going to react to it is what i'm saying so just go ahead and do it. Like do all these fun things because you think that person thinks that's that's sexy or whatever. And then let it go. They like it, they don't like it. You can't get upset about it at that point.
2: Wow. That's that's really good to know. Okay, you want to have something?
0: I was gonna say you can get upset, but how far is it gonna get? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh right. I think I'm that she's well trained, you know?
0: <laughs> right. Well, no, I mean it's like okay, I mean, you can get upset and I mean, there there's one thing it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're always living within the perception of what we think is going on, um, whether or not that is actually what is happening outside of us. <clears throat> so when we perceive that something happens it's like okay I think it's perfectly healthy to bring it up talk about it express how you feel about it but at the other hand you also have to have that other healthy perspective of I need to accept whatever also comes out of the other person when I bring it up and say something because this bothers me and then whatever they are telling me in return I need to try to understand their perspective as well that that's part of being in a relationship with anybody is that you need to be able to have the freedom to express your point of view, and then accept theirs.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I totally agree. If I was going to be with someone that wanted that validation and was like, "Hey, Amanda, I need you to tell me that you think I look good when I wear these outfits, whatever," that's not a lot for me to recognize. That I but think you're going to have say, to remind me and let me like train. Yeah, you but to I, do I
2: think for the person to say that it showed. T- I mean, for me, like for the person to say that like, it shows some type of insecurity. At the same time, I want you to tell me like you love me. I want you to tell me this. And then sometimes men, we are like, I will tell you something. If I have to tell you that for me, it's going to, it's going to be more hard to deal with because every time you're going to say, you look at them like, yeah, because I tell you to say that.
1: Well, how else am I going to know? It's nothing personal.
2: Because we think you should say that because we are. Because I'm a mind reader.
0: (laughs) No. Can you teach me, please? Right?
2: No, we think you should say that because we believe when you love somebody, you should actually react that way should pay attention to that and and then again that's the reason why again what i feel like we don't really see things the same way
1: yeah but that's your expectation right and you you want that person to just like fawn over you and that's that's great but that's just feeding your ego if you really care about this person and you really want to invest in this relationship say hey like i have insecurities about certain things i i want good morning and good night texts. I want to know where you are every five minutes, the, whatever your toxic behavior is. The, who cares? the, the like fact that we have an in.
2: ego, the, the fact we have an ego issue is mm-hmm. not something that we actually embrace all well at the same time. So us being able to say that I, I have an ego issue, can you say that? I'm, like, that's like, it's just going to make it even worse.
1: Why is it worse? Have you tried it?
2: <laughs> no, me personally. Exactly. Like, now I feel like, just to, to say it doesn't make, like, because we expect something. It's like you today say, oh, you should do this because you love me. I want you to do this, do this, do this. But at the same time, there's certain things that, you know, like, I shouldn't ask my, you know, the person I'm with to do, because if he love me, you should actually do that, because this is what you do when you love somebody. We heard that a lot.
1: And I I think that's you know unhealthy because no one is going to know that unless you were born with this person and they like know you inside and out. You know, like your parents might be able to help you with that situation or your siblings, but a new romantic relationship, how are how would they ever know that this is something that matters to you unless you get mad about it, which is too late. (sighs)
2: Maybe yeah go on Kelly. I
0: was, you know, it's a lot more healthy to go. Okay, this is who I am. And this is the behaviors that I do. I mean, like, okay, so, and this is going back to when, when I was dating and, you know, because I mean, I was married for 20 years and then I had to learn how to date again, like in my mid forties, which by the way, dating today is totally different than it was like 20 years ago. <laughs> and Things are so are I mean, am today. There- there are just behaviors that, you know, I do that it's like, okay, you know, I don't do them to annoy somebody, but like there's like in chat rooms for women um, talking about dating men, which by the way, it's all women in there and no men, and they're all assuming what men want. So, but you know, like don't double text and it's like, well, wait, okay. I am such a double and sometimes a triple and quadruple texter of, I had a thought I hit send and it's like, oh, I have another thought that goes with that one. So it's a follow up thought. And it's nothing to do with the other person. It's just this is the way my brain works. And I just warn people ahead of time. You know what, you're signing up for this. If you're my friend, if you're my partner, if you're whatever, you're going to get four or five texts in a row that are interrelated. And it's not that I'm trying to demand your attention. It's that I had a thought I hit send, I thought it was done. Nope, it was not. It, it's just the way it works. Yeah. So you, you have to set up the expectation to the other person of what your personality is like.
2: Yeah, Amanda, do you agree with
1: that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And the thing that I experience is when guys are like, oh my God, she's obsessed with me. She keeps messaging me nonstop, blah, blah, blah. You're creating whatever thoughts about this person when it's literally just a you know character trait. Like I just text this style, right? But you need to have that conversation and be like, hey, you know, it's not about that. I'm trying to get your attention and that you're busy. I'm not trying to steal your time. It's just, this is how I communicate. So just, you need to have that transparency and that communication and make sure that it has nothing about your ego, because I think that's how some guys get really anxious. They're like, Oh my God, this girl's so demanding. You know, I don't know if I can keep this up. And the reason that you felt that way is because you probably performed in a different way when you first started dating her. And then you're like, "Uh Oh, I can't, I can't keep this up you know, I was messaging her this much last time. And then now we're in a relationship. Now there's feelings involved. Like now I think there's a lot of guilt in that, like trying to maintain something because you thought that that was what you wanted in the beginning where you could have just explained all of that full transparency at the start.
0: It it makes it a whole lot easier when you know what you're like, and you can just say, okay, this is what it is. And you're signing up for this, but this is how it is. And either like it or you don't.
2: We always late when it comes to, you know, <laughs> telling what you what you sign up for. Everything start, middle part, be like, oh, I think this is what we sign up for. Be like too late, man. This is how far we went. Mm-hmm. I think is um, I mean, what you guys are actually saying is true? Because sometimes like Amanda was saying, she's calling you, she texts you. She just, be like you, you, to your friend, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, she's too much. I think she's obsessed with me. She's just like all over my back, anything. I think it just, this is a, a, her way to actually communicate maybe it's important for you to have a conversation with her or for her to tell you like look this is how i talk i want to know where you are what you're doing you know like you make me feel good or whatever that's that's why we do
0: and it may not even have to do with you know what you're doing or where you are i mean like I, when i was first dating my current fiance he was an over the road truck driver there was 90 percent of the time where i had no idea where he was what he was doing and he was unable to communicate via text or phone call because he was driving so, you know, there was long periods of time that we didn't talk. Did I still text him and send him stuff? Yeah, because I wanted to share it with him. But that was me. And I knew full well that A, don't expect to text back right away because it's not going to happen. And B, it had nothing to do with me what he was able to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I went live my life. And if things happened that I wanted to share, I would just send it.
1: I think it's fine when someone tells you why they can't communicate with you, right? Like if, if you're, um, if he was just literally working on the road, it's different if you send a text message and 12 hours go by and this person's all over Instagram, taking stories, doing whatever, clearly has enough time to be on their phone to do something else. Mm. That I would say is blatant disrespect. That is when someone's like actively not communicating with you. That's when you're actually allowed to be like, Hey, I'm upset about this every other time, you know, don't put the expectation or the outcome in mind, but it's only when someone actively like does something out of like, not in love, you know, because that is not a loving thing to do to actively ignore someone for no reason. And and like, you should communicate that you can be like, Hey, look, I'm ignoring you actively. This is the truth because I'm afraid of saying something, at least do that, you know, so that there's an understanding as to why you're ignoring this person. Cause if you're ignoring them for no other reason, then we have so many reasons, so many things that we're going to, build up into our heads about right. why
2: yeah because i have a friend as well i went to her to see her uh, to see him sorry um you know and her he's um i think his wife was there or whatever and we we was gonna walk the the dog out right i just went out with him five minutes ten minutes you know when we come back the girlfriend called she's like where are you guys i'm like whoa we only been for 10 minutes like, why is she calling you now Like, right? and i was quite surprised because i feel like she will just wanted to know everything. She wanted to know where she was, what he was doing. I was like, man, we only been out five minutes just to walk the dog. Why? Does she keep calling. She keep like trying to look. But for him, that was kind of normal. The long term is kind of affecting him now because the thing is they do things together all the time. And now he told me the other day, like, I feel like, oh man, I have no life. Like, everything is just around. Like we always do things together. Evan tell her, like, what was the last, Evan tell him like, can you actually come to my place on your own? And he's like, I know I can't. I'm like, I know. I bet if you come here, you have to come with your girl. And so this is the kind of thing that he gets because at the start, it was so good. Love everybody, you know, like we do things together. But when things actually, you know, go with time, he's become the person that was doing that. That's her way to communicate. So she feel right for how it doesn't affect. But for him, the fact maybe he was letting this happen because he was in the first stage of relationship before like it was normal. And long term, he come to the point where he cannot even go back and now he's stuck. And he's lost to he feel like, you know, he doesn't know where he is right now. So, so yeah, that's, that's what the
1: whole thing about boundaries, right? And I think if you didn't do it in the beginning, you can yeah. bring it up now. And I think he's just feeling trapped, like he can't explain that right now. Mm. But all you have to do is really say like, look, I didn't do this in the beginning. I didn't know. Because mm. you're allowed to be ignorant, you know, yeah. from what you didn't know before. You can always change your boundaries, but you have to communicate that. You can't just like internalize it because that's when that miscommunication happens so just just come clean with those thoughts and that's what i mean like have those negative conversations good
0: those are hard because that's when we're most vulnerable of that And that is a difficult thing. And that I don't think that matters if you're a man or a woman. I mean, when we're being vulnerable, that is when we risk, risk things like, you know, being hurt or, you know, somebody rejecting us. And these are things that, you know, we're pre-programmed not to want and not to uh, seek out. So, you know, it is our instinct to want to hide that stuff and want to just, you know, not have that hard conversation, um, because it, it ultimately it could be like okay well you know if that's the way you feel about it i don't want to deal with that and then they walk away which uh, in most cases it probably doesn't happen that way in most cases it's like oh i didn't realize that um but you know that is a possibility and that is one of our fears is to be rejected
1: mm-hmm. yeah but i think that's kind of worth it you know if at mm. the end of the day like i'd rather get that rejection now than continue feeling bad True. And, and trapped right
2: yeah i, th- I think i think uh yeah, it's, it's very important to have those kind of conversation as you say like the negative conversation it kind of hurts but at the same time when you pass that you feel like it was worth it because um i think I've, i feel like we both know where we actually stand ourbound we, we we know where we're going at least you know like oh if i do this this is wrong this is how the person actually react to that and yeah but I've, i still feel we should do kind of 50 50 I can tell like this is what i like you tell me this is what you like and i kind of Trying to match with your expectation, I don't know if Amanda agree with that, and then the other <laughs> person try to agree with the expectation as well. Not doing that like one hundred percent, but a little bit, so we can actually find ourselves through the process, right? I don't know if that's right. I don't
0: like, know that there's a wrong answer with that one. I mean, it...
2: oh, you it... tell me like this is what I like, and I'd say to you, okay, this is what I like in terms of like like Amanda was saying, okay, I want you get you to tell me. Like I'm beautiful, or whatever. And I can say like, when I say this, at least I want to recognize certain things. So I know like this is not what I actually do, but if this is what makes you feel loved, so I'm gonna try to na- use it a little bit just so you can actually be good on your own skin.
0: Well, okay, so it, it's not necessarily somebody else's job to make me feel good in my own skin. I mean that that's mine to feel comfortable with who I am, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay but on the other hand, I mean, there are actions that, okay, I, I receive love in this way. So I'm very much a touch person. And my fiance was not a touch person when we met. Yeah. No, and it's like, okay, you know what, I, I understand that this is not a natural love language for you. But when you come up and you give me a hug, and when we kiss, and when we hold hands, and when mm. we do those things, that makes me feel loved. I'm a touch person. Yeah. And and he was like, oh, okay. Once he understood that, did he make an effort into it? So it's like, okay, yes, he does. Is it as much as I would like still? Probably not, but he still makes an effort.
2: Yeah, this That's is what I was call me from. <laughs> the
0: person that you're with making an effort to communicate love to you in a way that you understand, because it is a process for somebody to change how they express love. Then I had to make some changes and adjustments as well. Of you know that oh okay well it's his thing is acts of service and that hey you know what anytime that I do something that's just for him that makes him feel loved.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I was say, Like you're trying to yeah, cause the person gonna feel good if you do that because that's how they they expect. Sorry, I'm not gonna go too hard on this. <laughs> they expect <laughs> to be loved, but. Yeah, I think you have to do a little bit and you have to come both ways. I feel like it's kind of toxic when only one person want to please the other person. The other one doesn't care because I feel like his feeling is the most important and you want to turn the person to become who is the not. And that's what I feel like we shouldn't do. But I still believe like we have to have like, a, I mean, both sides have to push. I have to give like a little bit of what you want and then I will do the same. And we kind of find like the middle part.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think there needs to be that mutual respect. But I think what I was talking about mainly was if it doesn't hurt you and this is what someone wants out of you, then, you know, why not? So for example, like you really like eating, you really like onions and I don't, right? So maybe I'll cook and I'll put onions on the side just for you. You know what I mean? Because I know that's what you like, but then I won't have it myself. But then if you keep cooking all the food with onions and I'm allergic to onions, that's not out of love, Mm. you know? And then you can just be like, oh, well, I like onions. You got to learn how to love onions. You know, it's like you there's no there's no wiggle room with stuff like yeah. that. Whereas the, like you're actually actively hurting the other person who's yeah. allergic to the onions. Right. But if you're like, yeah, you just don't prefer onions, then you can kind of compromise around that. So it's really deciding like what's a hard boundary for you and what's a soft boundary for you, because there's there's wiggle room around those softer boundaries that you can be like, you know what, if this is what really matters to this person it doesn't hurt me that much, I'm, I'm good doing that because then that that person can finally start receiving love in their language. But then also, you know, it reciprocates.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, you want to add something?
0: Uh, oh, I was just nodding in agreement going, yeah, okay, that makes sense. At least I mean, we find
2: some type of agreement, Oliver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: because like you were talking about, you know, the, the toxic dynamic. I mean, if you have one person that is just putting all the effort into it and the other person is just accepting it as love and praise and not putting any effort into the relationship, I mean, that is a highly toxic dynamic there that is not going to actually serve either of you because eventually the person that's giving gives so much that there's nothing left to give and the person that's just accepting keeps expecting that same level of effort and they're just it's impossible to keep up when you're both not giving into the same pot
2: that's right Mm -hmm. all right i think we spoke about a lot of things here. there's anything you guys want to add that we feel like it was really important for this conversation, like somebody, something that you actually want people to know, something that we, I mean, some area that we have in touch.
1: Um, I'd like to add in that we haven't talked about was, you know, we were talking about the expectations of others. I think mm. it gets really sticky when there's an expectation of sex as a reward yes. for good behavior. Yes. Because um, it's the same thing, like you, you you, want to dress a certain way, look a certain way to impress. Mm. There's also an expectation of like, you should receive sex for this behavior. And, you know, you might continuously repeat the same behavior. You might show up with flowers every time you want to have sex, because that's the way that it used to work. And then one day she doesn't give you sex because you brought flowers. You're like, man, like I brought, I brought the flowers. I did the thing, you know, and, and, and there's like a, a playbook, you know, and then you're not really thinking about the other person anymore. You're just thinking about like, okay, plan a default to plan B I'll bring food next time. You know, like this is going to be the thing that's going to give me the sex. So I think when you start, treating a person like a pet or like you know that they have to do something as transactional that is when that becomes another problem that we we haven't spoken about and and that's not love anymore because but i think
2: um coming to back to that i feel like when you come we can actually bring it like to sex as well i think when it comes to to sex i think the expectation actually kind of i think it goes through that as well because people sometimes they expect same people they like having a lot of sex. The other one, they say like, no, I don't want to have it too much. You love it too much. Like, you just like, or you want certain things when you have sex and the other person doesn't like it. And then then you feel like, oh, you know what? You don't do that to me. I don't feel pleased fully. So maybe I might go and find somewhere else. I'm going to get it. And if you go and find somewhere else, you get it. And when the woman is going to come back, you're going to say, oh, you don't love me because you've done it. And this is sometimes when things get twisted as well with men because sometimes we... We just like for our own benefit and selfishness, we are actually ready to sometimes we just take risk just because we want to be played. We, are, we just want to like that ego to just like get ticked. But but when the response comes from you guys, the reaction comes, you be like, oh, you shouldn't act this way because when you love somebody. And then that's when men, be like, oh, I still love you. Like, oh, how can you love me and do this? So this is sometimes like the issue as well. That's what I believe we don't really see love. We don't really see love and communicate the same way because for women, I think if you do this kind of thing, that means you don't love the person. But for us, it's not the same because we always put ourselves first.
1: Well, I think you need to agree on what those lines of sex are, right? If you're like, hey, I'm in a monogamous relationship and then you Mm -hmm. don't do that, then you're definitely breaking someone's trust. But if it hasn't been defined yet, I think that's a sticky situation when it's not been defined so you need to have that conversation and be like hey look like i like these things you don't like these things if you want to add a certain partner to it cool is it like i don't want to know who that partner is or i want to know who the partner is like you know we'll we'll have a discussion about that and it's super uncomfortable but i think you love need a difficult conversation right <laughs> but again you're assuming that this person's not gonna be understanding like yeah true. so many people are like oh i'm surprised that you'd be open to an open relationship i'm like look I want a monogamous relationship, but if you want an open relationship, we are not having sex, but you and the other girl can have sex. We'll have just an emotional relationship, you know? So you'll, you'll figure out what's, what's an okay. And what's not okay, but you need to have that conversation first because then you're going to hurt people and hurt yourself in creating those expectations.
2: Yeah. I think the hardest thing here is actually to have those conversations, like things that you feel like you're uncomfortable, things that you like and you feel like the person is not responding the same way. You just got to address those issues openly and just deal with it. But yeah. as much as it may sound easy, I think that's the hardest things to do. But I feel like if you, we have this conversation, things that I don't think, we, you know, even people should have any issue if they have this kind of conversation. Katie, okay, you want to add something?
0: I was gonna say, you know, to add on to what Amanda says is that a lot of times that we assume that because we're attracted to somebody or because we have a lot in common with this person that they are going to react or want the exact same things that we do. And instead of having the hard conversations and saying, this is what I want out of a relationship or this is what I expect, or this is my standard. You're not, you're just assuming that they're gonna play by those rules and we end up getting ourselves hurt Because, well, they also assume that, hey, their rules were the same ones that we were going to play by, and nobody's actually, you know, having the conversation to figure out where that's landing. So, you know, it's more important to bring it up and bring up a topic of whatever it is, be it sex, be it boundaries within a relationship, be it preferences on dinner. It it doesn't matter. If you have an expectation about something, you need to say it.
2: That's right. Mm hmm so communication is key if you have any problem if you want to be loved or the way you want your emotion to be shown you have to say to the partner and when it comes to sex it's the same way as well. so if you love, so you are saying me like if somebody loves sex a lot and the other person feel like say a woman or a man they don't they don't feel like they just don't want to do it too much you want to do like maybe once a week or every two weeks something like that mm-hmm. and if the other person want it you have to have an honest conversation to tell the person look if you if you don't give me this, this the option that I can have if you're happy with it. So this is the kind of thing that we need to have. This mm-hmm. kind of conversation that we need to have. Good. Yes, that's it. <laughs> is. It,
0: yeah. is. And it is it's a, yeah. a conversation too, because it's like it, when you have a desire mm. for something and say, okay, you know, I want sex twice a week, just because, you know, that's the way that my sex drive runs. Mm. And then the other person is like, oh, well, wait, you know, I'm a once a week, once every other week kind of person, because that's just how it goes. You know, how, I mean, how do you come across the the whole, you know, sometimes you're going to go without, sometimes that person's going to have to step up. I mean, you, you have to come to some sort of compromise if you want the relationship to work. And it has to, it, both people have to do that. It can't just be one. Mm.
2: Well, if they want to do it together with somebody else, that's the choice. then. So it was really nice to have you guys today. Are you guys working on something? I know Amanda, you have a podcast. What is your podcast about, really?
1: My podcast? It's yeah. just about self-worth and how we put our power into yeah. other people's hands on defining what our worth is. So, mm-hmm. and in finding your and cultivating your own self-worth, you know, you have to go through your fears. You have to have those uncomfortable conversations. You have to stop um, following the expectations and outcomes of what you do on the basis of how others are going to receive it. So that's basically the, the purpose of the show to bring somewhere mindfulness and create better relationships between men and women.
2: And uh, why are you focusing more on men? Because I know like you have more conversation with men. What, what is it for? You're trying to understand men more or...
1: So I worked in a lot of very feminist focused spaces and yeah. it was always like, if you don't, if you're not a woman, you don't understand, you know, and I, I just realized how narrow-minded that is. Mm. So I thought, well, I don't know the other side. I don't know what the other side thinks, you know, um, I'm not doing any better if I'm just locking them out. So yeah. this was kind of like half of therapy for me and half just to be like, well, I need to know both sides to have an objective point of view. So I thought, 100 guys, let's focus on that first, and then uh, we'll move on from there. And hopefully that'll just help both sides understand the other side's perspective so that we can work on better relationships.
2: Great. So what's the name of your podcast just for a listener?
1: Yeah, it's the Miss Amanda Chen Show podcast.
2: Great. So Kelly, uh, are you working on something?
0: Um, I currently do not have a project that I'm working on I am um, but I take one-on-one clients right now um, and again it's just helping people manage their minds manage their expectations so that they can go out and do you know the hard things like have hard conversations or pursue a goal that's bigger or you know it just kind of sm- kind of snowballs from there.
2: Okay. Um, so, yeah, as I say, for listener, if you guys want to get in touch with Kelly or Amanda, I'm going to put everything in the description as well, the link where you guys can actually get in touch with them as well. So before we finish, I just want to ask you guys one question. So what can you say today as a, as, a, as a woman? Because, you know, what advice can you give to men today based on the conversation that we have today? What advice can you give to men who, are, who actually struggle to deal with this kind of communication when it comes to feeling or relationship? What advice can you give? Coming from a woman's perspective. Uh, Amanda, you want to start? (laughs) start, All right,
0: that's it. Go ahead, Amanda. Bye. Okay. Um,
1: what I would suggest is stop making assumptions and just ask. Anything that you are unsure about, ask. And as uncomfortable and weird that question could be, just ask first before making an assumption and acting too quickly.
2: Great. Thank you. Take care, you want to add something?
0: Okay, I was going to just add is be transparent about who you are as much as possible is right from the beginning. Because let's face it, nothing sucks more than getting into a relationship with somebody. And then realizing that, oh, wait, you know, they were not quite what they presented themselves to be in the beginning. I get that we all want to step out there with the best foot forward. But the more transparent you can be about who you are, the easier it's going to be to find that person or find people depending on your preferences that are going to jive with what you want out of life.
2: great and thank you for your advice and those advice wasn't the easiest one as well so it sounds simple but it's not so thank you again for (laughs) thank you again for having us today i hope next time i'm gonna have another episode you guys i'm gonna let you know when it's actually gonna be ready and i will share everything as well and thank you again and see you next time
1: Thank thank you thank you bye